calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wolentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the New Orleans Massacre. So grab your Reconstruction Act. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am, as you know, Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wallentowski, and it is fucking hot. It's hot. It's hot, 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 hot. And as you know, because we've talked about it many, many times before, when it's hot, 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 hot outside, Arden and I sweat, 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 sweat inside because we can't have our window AC units on because they're too loud and so we suffer. We suffer, we suffer, we suffer for, you. for you. For you. And because of that, because of that, we have a dreary little episode for you today. Oh my God. Quite, this I, is this is a morbid one. <laughs> I know. I love getting an insight into your state of mind, Arden, uh, <laughs> when I get the episode topic when you send it through to me when you sent this one i was like oh she's had a week she's had a week (laughs) and that's why that's why we're ending it at five six o'clock on a friday talking about say it talking about the new orleans massacre a massacre Massacre. a massacre a A word not used lightly a massacre massacre. yes this will be i think our second Massacre, our first being, of course, our episode on the Boston Massacre. Yes, yes, that's Sort correct. of one of the OG uh, historical massacres, yeah. um, if you will. 
I don't, weirdly, as somebody who truly and literally and factually was born in Louisiana, I don't know really, I don't think anything about this massacre. I had never heard of it. I knew nothing about it. I learned more about it. Everything that I now know about it, I learned doing the research for this episode. Yeah. Which is why we it, do the show. Unsurprisingly, it's why we do the show. It is why we do the show. I, it, it doesn't surprise me that this was not brought up sort of in uh, our history lessons. Yeah. But we're gonna learn today. We're gonna learn today. Um, and hopefully we'll all feel not horrible by the end of this episode. <laughs> I make no promises, but hopefully we will have learned a few things about something we knew very little about before. I love that. Um, yes, I, I hope those things as well. Um, what inspired you to do this episode? Is that the anniversary is coming it's up? The anniversary is coming up. Mm. Really? So uh, <laughs> this was my thought process. It is also like, uh, I think the anniversary of when NASA was founded or started. And I was like, ooh, oh my God. <laughs> I could do a two-parter for somebody's birthday and I could do a NASA episode and then I could do a SETI episode. <laughs> oh my God, I just blew the surprise. But it's me. It's you and for your birthday. And then I looked up, I looked at wow. the calendar and I was like, well, I need one more episode because sure. your birthday is on a Wednesday. So it's just the way it would be released. It is. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I need one more episode before I do those two. Uh, so I landed on the massacre. <laughs> so you landed on the massacre. Sort of when I think of like NASA and I think of all right, that, right. I think, okay, what, what pairs with right, that? Right. Oh, I know. Right. The New Orleans The New Orleans massacre, massacre like major <laughs> civil rights violations, murders, massacres, yep. Yep. horrible atrocities. Yes, that's exactly what I think of when I think of NASA and looking for aliens. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well... Now everybody knows what's coming down the pipeline, which is not something we tease very often. No. Because a lot of the times we ourselves don't know what we're going to we, do next. Sometimes we don't but know. But now you know. Mm -hmm. You know, the listeners, that in what it, you could say two calendar weeks, right? I don't know. One in th maybe three calendar, two calendar weeks from when you listen to this, it will be my 30th birthday, God. August 16th. Mark your calendars. God. And there will be a very special birthday episode mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and nobody else nope. that day. But until then, we have some learning to do about the New Orleans massacre. So do you want to take us through today's sources? Absolutely. So we have two today. Um, the first is blackpast.org. Very helpful. Oh, nice. Yeah, some very new, new source yeah, I've for us. Never learned, I never used them before. They were great. Blackpast.org. And the National Parks Service also had some great information. Huh. I know. The National Park Service. Mm -hmm. I say this every time. I know. They've got their hand in everything. It is astounding the information on what astounding. they on what they have in like the the Events on which they have information. Yeah. We got to do a whole episode on the National Park Service. Oh, my God. Yes. I really want to know what their purview is. Like, 
Totally. Because this is... Like, they can just do anything. Right. Because this obviously took place, like, at a location, at a building. But I'm like, why... Why the National Park Service? Why National Park Service are you covering this? Because it doesn't take place in yeah. a park. <laughs> right. Right. But this has happened time and time again. Right. Is this my limited knowledge of, like, where... Like, what they cover? Or is, like, the National Park Service, do they also just... Does their work entail, like, we cover all national historic sites, which maybe is what is true. Oh, maybe. That might be what oh, it that's is. something. That's probably it. There's something right. there. Like, it's not just parks. It might be, like, mm. if it's important to the American people yeah. and it's a location. What's that thing? Like, when people, when places have, like, plaques? The registry. The, registry. the national right, registry. Right, right, I wonder if it's their Ooh. job to go. See, okay, after Ooh. your birthday, we should do the National Park Service. <laughs> So we've just mapped out the next four episodes, three episodes. That's very useful. Uh, Thank you for coming to this production meeting (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) Now let's get into the episode. So before we get into the nitty gritty, let's do our favorite thing and get an overview of what the New Orleans massacre was. So the New Orleans massacre, also known as the New Orleans race riot, occurred on July 30th, 1866. While the riot was typical of numerous racial conflicts during Reconstruction, this incident had special significance. It galvanized national opposition to the moderate Reconstruction policies of enemy of the show, President Andrew Johnson, and ushered in much more sweeping congressional reconstruction in 1867. Oh, you know how I feel about I Andrew know. Johnson. We don't like him. Ooh. No, no. He's not a good guy. Mm-mm. That is a bad man. He sucks. Yeah. He just sucks. Mm-hmm. There's not anything redeemable about Andrew Johnson, except, except this is what I'll say. Our episode on the impeachment of Andrew Johnson was great. That so go was good. To that. that was good. One we did good that thing. many, many moons ago, but we had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time doing that. That was one. one good thing to come out of Andrew Johnson was our episode on his impeachment. The only good thing uh-huh. to come out of the presidency of Andrew Johnson right. was our episode on his impeachment. Right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Ugh, two thumbs way down. Wait. So let's talk about the background of what was happening at the time of the New Orleans massacre because... Nothing happens in a vacuum. True. True. So the Confederate military and government collapsed in the spring and summer of 1865, effectively ending the Civil War with the United States preserved and slavery destroyed. But the violence was far from over. White resistance to black citizenship during Reconstruction often turned violent, as it did in New Orleans on July 30th in 1866. Within a year of Lincoln's death, many Southern states, with former Confederates in power and backed by President Andrew Johnson, began to enact Black codes to stifle Black political life, and tensions rose throughout the South. So the white people are not happy that the Black people are free? This is just, I mean, it's like, it's it's so profound to think about how different history would be if Lincoln didn't die. Mm-hmm. If he like f- like lived out his like full presidency 
and like oversaw mm-hmm. the end of the war and reconstruction. Like it's such a it's such a profound moment. And and I know that like you know people like you can often you can also say like God what what would life have been like if JFK wasn't shot right? But it's just like Andrew Johnson did truly so much profound damage. And obviously the only reason he became president was because of the death of Lincoln that I'm just like, God, I, you know, that show where the man in the high castle, where it's like, what if Hitler won? Mm -hmm. Like what if the Nazis won? What what, what life would be like? I want to see the show of like, what if Lincoln didn't die? Like what if he survived Mm. the assassination attempt? Right, right. That could be really something. Uh, Somebody do it. Somebody make it. (laughs) Okay, we will. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The first three days of May of 1866 were marked with racial violence in Memphis, Tennessee, when local police officers, supported by a white mob, clashed with recently discharged African-American troops and, in turn, attacked the Black population of the city, ultimately killing 46 men, women, and children and burning 89 homes, as well as 12 black churches. Yikes. Yeah. I I mean, not surprising, right? I mean, these are people who are just, like, emboldened by the fact that nobody is, like, protecting the black people with whom they fight. That's what's so bizarre about this, right? It's like, we, we fight this civil war... Horrible war, mm-hmm. bloodiest war on American soil. United States prevails. And then it's as though like this thing that they were fighting for, they're like, cool. Done. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's like a, a cut and dry. And obviously that comes from leadership and all of that. But still, it's just like. Oh, yeah, I hate Andrew Johnson. I'm just going to keep like cert- <laughs> like that's the thought that keeps coming back to me. <laughs> I hate Andrew Johnson. I hate Andrew Johnson. I hate Andrew Johnson. I hate Andrew Johnson. Yeah. And like, there's so many other people who are obviously uh, at fault um, and responsible for this. Yes. Many, but many a bad people sh- in this whole story. Man, a guy grinds my gears. Yeah. A little over a week following the Memphis massacre, tensions continued to rise in New Orleans as the city's former mayor and Confederate sympathizer, John T. Monroe, entered the office he had been expelled from just four years prior. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie's face like, is, like, all squishied. And she's pressing her eyeballs like into I her just, face. I ju- and, yeah. this is why, and this is why it matters. And this is why it matters that Andrew Johnson was president, right? Because I fully believe that had Lincoln stayed president and, like, you know, we stayed on the the path of like mm-hmm. abolishing slavery bringing everybody to equal rights all of that stuff these people who literally and this like this is john t moore's not the only one who was probably expelled from his office because he was a confederate to fight for the confederate right, right. army he's a traitor so many prominent confederate figures were just like oh you're back you're back into congress you're like <laughs> so how did the poor go right, you know, right, like, right. we we just Opened our mm-hmm. doors and we're like, yeah, come on back. Come to the on House back. We know you come didn't mean it. Okay, I know. Bad. Mm-hmm. That was very bad. And we ask that you don't do the th- the treason thing again. Like tre- it was treason. 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 Which, like, if this was like England, fifth. 
1865. We're talking beheadings. Beheadings. And I'm not saying let's go out and behead people, obviously. No violence, please. But, like, that's treason. Mm -hmm. Now we lock people up for the rest of their lives for treason. What happened in this? I mean, I know what happened, but, like, that's how crazy this period of time is. Is that we literally, these people Mm -hmm. caused the absolute death of hundreds of thousands of American soldiers because they wanted to secede and become a cute little confederacy. And we're just like, all right, Right. you're back. And it didn't. You're back, you silly goose. Right. Like, what did they think would happen? Like, did they not? Like, it was a bad, it was a bad war. The war was not fun. It was bad. Lots of people died. It cost a lot of money. Did they not think that this would have a bad outcome to let these people come back in and serve in their same jobs. I mean, but that's the thing is like, it's whose definition of bad it is. It's like, it's bad for, <laughs> I would assume people who like truly believed the union cause of right. let's abolish slavery and allow, you know, human beings to all have equal rights regardless of race, you know, and all of that stuff. But to people like Andrew Johnson, it's, it's basically like, yeah, I can, you know, I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I'm not mad. So, like, here's a slap on the wrist mm-hmm. and we're good. Like, but it's so fine. It's and so when fine. you have that at the top, trickle down, honey. Mm-hmm. Trickle down economics. That's how that works. Yep. That's trickle down economics. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully. Ugh. Worked better God. than Reagan's. We haven't even gotten to, like, the murder yet. And I'm like, I know, already frustrated already and ready to up. throw it out the window. And you're like, I'm already wound yep. up. I hate, yep. I hate this period of time. It's such a and shit I know period like of time. There's no good in this period of time. There's no good. There's no good. It's just, there's no good. There's no good. It's just shit. We shot, we shot the bed. Yeah. We shot the bed. And then we laid in it. And we're like, why are we smelly? I'm like, because you shot the bed and then you laid in it. Yeah, because it's 1866 and we have nothing better to do than to shit the bed and lay in it. I mean, what else are we going to do? We're drunken. Literally nothing. We're laying around. Literally nothing. You're right. You're right. We have There's nothing no better to do TV, than to make honey. drama. I mean, talk about drama. It's drama. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So John T. Monroe returns. He's a Confederate sympathizer. He returns to his former post as mayor of New Orleans now that the Confederacy has rejoined the Union. Monroe's return to power embodied the ideals which radical Republicans had long despised and thus decided that action needed to be taken. This effort came in the form of reconvening the 1864 Constitutional Convention with the goal of extending suffrage toward freed men, eliminating black codes, and pursuing the disenfranchisement of ex-Confederates. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Louisiana Supreme Court Judge R.K. Howell was to preside over the reconvened convention and declared the date of gathering to be July 30th. So so let's have a convention about it and change the Constitution so that they can't do the things that they want to do, which is keep black people, former slaves that are now freed people, down and out of political and civil society. Yeah, they're literally like, okay, guys, <laughs> um, Andrew Johnson's in power, yeah. so that's really bad. And now this guy, John, 
really bad he's back as mayor. So we have to be proactive. Honestly, honestly, I'm loving mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. this group of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. They're like, this is not going to go well for... Like, no. let's get ahead let's of get this, ahead of this. what they're saying. Yes. Like, let's get ahead of this. And not only that, let's use the law. Uh-huh. Like, they're like, let's let's go look at some old parchment mm-hmm. and rectify oh, it a yes. bit. Let's start submitting the paperwork. These are our people oh, yes. of 1866. Oh, yes. We like these people. Go off. Yep. Go off. Yes. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. So Mayor Monroe declared the meeting an, quote, unlawful assemblage. How could it be an unlawful assemblage if it's being presided over by a judge? By a judge. The law. Right. And isn't it? It's funny. Right. And isn't that it's... freedom of speech? How is it an unlawful assembl- assemblage? Can't you just gather? I don't understand how that's an unlawful assemblage. Mayor Monroe reached out to General Absalom Baird for federal support in arresting the convention delegates. Like, didn't even try to like, hey, can we not? Da, da, da. No, just arresting right. them. Well, totally. Totally, 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 totally. Arresting them for unlawful assemblage, for holding a constitutional convention right. with Louisiana Supreme Court member Judge R.K. Howell. Right. I'm like, I don't know how you get more legitimate yeah, than that. I, this seems this seems really shady and shifty on the part of Mayor Monroe, who seems to have no real I support mean, it is. in his endeavor to shut this shit down. Thus yeah. far that we know of. Thus far that we know of. I'm sure he has ample support. Oh, totally. I mean, I mean there's like, I mean, come on. So much. He didn't get in he didn't get back to being the mayor by himself. No. No. Friction between the radical Republicans and conservative Democrats only heightened as convention delegates held a political rally in the city on July 27th, and New Orleans Sheriff Harry T. Hayes, a former Confederate general, deputized a posse of white officers, many of whom were ex-Confederates, with the purpose of disrupting the coming gathering. I would just like to say... I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things. Number one, I would just like to say that that note comes from the National Park Service. So it's the federal... Hell yeah. Our own federal government is calling these people a posse of white officers. A posse. That's amazing. A posse. A posse. A posse of white... of A a, a deputized Mm -hmm. posse. Of white officers. of, Of white officers. Um... Is that, like, honestly, it should be uh, illegal to have a group of deputized white officers gathered in one area. <laughs> like, you have to you have to either find, uh, like, people who don't look like you uh, and find a buddy, or you have to disperse. <laughs> find a buddy. Find a non-white buddy or disperse to and groups less buddy, than three. to disperse. <laughs> I guarantee you crime will drop. <laughs> Crime rates will drop if we made that a law. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, this is um. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, God, how did this massacre happen? Right. And uh, we're going through kind of like what led up to it. It's like, oh yeah, this is how obviously how it happened. Right. 
You, oh. you have once you once you have the share of deputi- deputizing oh. a posse, it's like cool. cool. People are about yeah. to die. Do you know what else this kind <laughs> of sounds like? Um, when they're making like hay out of nothing is the Kent State massacre. Like nobody totally. can actually, which is the other massacre that totally. we did recently. This is like our th- like the Kent State massacre. People were like, uh, we were the the officers were scared. They heard rumblings about there being a protest, and then they, there were rocks. Right, there were wa- there were rocks that were thrown like a couple days before, or maybe the night mm-hmm. before, and then they were told not to show up, and they showed up, so we shot them. Like that's that's what this is. That's literally right. it. Yeah. It's that. It's also it's also very eerily similar to Selma. Yep. And and the bridge crossing. Mm-hmm. It's like history. And we've, we've said this before. It really is a circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just a circle. Yep. So the reconvened convention met as planned at noon on July 30th at the New Orleans Mechanics Institute with 25 delegates who filed into the building. So they're meeting at this building. It's the New Orleans yeah. Mechanics Institute. So despite the deputized posse, right. despite uh, the mayor saying that this is an unlawful assembly, even though it's with the law, like right, there's a judge. I don't understand. Right, there's a there's not and not just this is I I'm, I like can't even get my head around it. It's not even just like a judge. No, it's not just like a judge from like your lower lower court. This isn't like a family a judge. This is a judge on the Louisiana Supreme Court. Right. <laughs> like what you're about to tell me that this guy presiding over this convention is allowing an unlawful assembly. I'm like, have you have you ever been to the Supreme Court? Let me say let me say one word mm-hmm. to you. Decorum. A decorum. A decorum. It's full of decorum. So let's talk about what happened. It's the day. It's July 30th. Let's figure out how this got from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. So as a delegation of 130 Black New Orleans residents marched behind the U.S. flag towards the Mechanics Institute... Mayor Monroe organized and led a mob of ex-Confederates, white supremacists, and members of the New Orleans police force to the Institute to block their way. So again, it's like these two sides, the delegates going up to their, to the building to have their convention, and then the mayor, who is accusing them of having an unlawful assembly, quite literally leading a mob, which I would consider to be an unlawful assembly, Yes, how is that not an, like, what, um, how is, what? That makes no sense. They have a purpose to be in this place. They have a Supreme Court judge with them. Yet, yeah, the posse. Posse is is not unlawful. Not unlawful. Not unlawful. No. Okay. No. I think I see the problem. The mayor claimed their intent was to put down any unrest that may come from the convention, uh, but the real reason was to prevent the delegates from meeting. No. Obviously, he's basically no. like, "We're here to like make sure everybody stays quote unquote safe," but truly, what he's actually doing is trying to prevent the thing from happening. Lizzie, I don't believe that. You're right. I it's don't crazy. believe crazy that. That's shocking news. Yeah. He would never. No, not my, not Mayor Monroe. Not Mayor Monroe. As the delegation came within a couple of blocks of the institute. Shots were fired, but the group was allowed to proceed to the meeting hall. Okay. <laughs> Not a great start. Nope. <laughs> Not a great start. 
Once they reached the Institute, the police and the white mob, or AKA the posse, attacked them, beating some of the marchers while others rushed inside the building for safety. The police and the mob surrounded the Institute and opened fire on the building, shooting indiscriminately into the windows. Then the mob rushed into the building and began to fire into the crowd of delegates. When the mob ran out of ammunition, they were beaten back by the delegates. This is so horrific. It's so horrific. The mob left the building, regrouped, and returned. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking down the doors and again firing on the mostly unarmed delegates. Yeah. So it's... You can't even have the Kent State um, excuse, right? Where the police were like, well, they were throwing rocks at us, so we felt scared. No, they've it's got like, nothing. there's no rocks. No. There's nothing. They were there to debate and vote. That's it. So they've got, like, paper right, and, on and a writing utensil. Like, that's it. Yeah. As the firing continued, some delegates attempted to flee or surrender Some of those who surrendered, mostly Blacks, were killed on the spot. Those who ran were chased as the killing spread over several blocks around the Institute. By this point, both the rioters and the victims included people who were never even at the Institute. So now, I mean, now you just have unleashed a white mob into the city of New Orleans, which is a, has a large Black population They've been given the absolute green light to just kill black people. Yep. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. It doesn't matter what, it nope. doesn't matter. It never mattered no. the intention, no. right? Because the intention of these delegates was to literally debate amendments. Right. And they still shot them. So it was just like, no, the point obviously was... an opportunity to kill them. Yeah. By the end of the massacre, at least 200 black Union war veterans were killed, including 40 delegates at the convention. Altogether, 238 people were killed and 46 people were wounded. This is a horrific, brutal massacre. And it just goes to show you how we know our most famous massacre as the Boston Massacre, where I think like two people died. Oh, right. And it's not, it, you know, and like you could argue once you look at the context, like not really a massacre. You know what I mean? Like it's just a really jazzy name that we gave it for propaganda. Here's an actual massacre, massacre right. that is not taught anywhere. Again, I grew up in the South. I, I was born in Louisiana. Never once have heard about this massacre. Yeah. And it's very it's clear. Like, it's very clear why these people were killed. Like there's no like, oh, we don't teach it because it's right. a little complicated because you have to know about the like the yeah. the borders at the time and the sale of this purchase of land and we were angry about this and that no this is very clear yeah like you and you taught about the civil war like you already taught about the civil war and that's already happened so like mm-hmm. tack this on like this is yeah if you're gonna teach reconstruction right. you, have you have to teach this. right this is very this is a very clear and easy thing like this is you can you can you know we did this in a class period and we probably could have done it in half a class period Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. This is very simple and easy to understand. Yeah. 
And it can't be about the death because they already taught about the Civil War. So what's the point? Like, what's the problem? Sure. So. So let's talk about the repercussions of the New Orleans Massacre. Well, I hope there were repercussions. <laughs> Shit. The riot's repercussions extended far beyond New Orleans. Northerners angry over the violence helped the Republican Party take control of the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate in the congressional elections of 1866. That Republican-controlled Congress subsequently passed the Reconstruction Acts of 1867, a series of measures that called for army occupation of 10 former Confederate states and measures oh, yeah. yeah yeah and measures that ensured voting rights for African Americans. They were like fuck you Confederates. This is yeah. what you're going to do? We're going to send our armies because apparently you can't handle yourselves because you're deputizing white posses. Well, they shouldn't have been able to handle themselves to begin with. They literally should not. This is why this is why it matters so mm-hmm. much that Lincoln died. Yeah. Because if Lincoln, if, if, if like he would have stayed in power and Andrew Johnson never came in and nobody ever took control, right? And Lincoln t- kept control of the party. The Confederate states would not, like the people, the leaders of the Confederate army would never have been allowed to relead the Confederate no. states, which is what happened all over the right. Confederacy. Right. All Not just in New Orleans, but all over these guys were coming back being like, so I'm back. Right. Um, I'll sort of just, <laughs> I'll sort of just take my old desk if that's good with you. with you. Cool. Yeah. Great. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. And so what? What the what the Republican Party does late is they're like, oh my god, oh my god, they shouldn't be running, they shouldn't be running their states. We got to get in there, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't. You got to go take a. You should not have left. Mm-hmm. Like, army occupation should have just been the assumption mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. Right. But instead, Andrew Johnson came in and we're like, bring them back. Send them back up north. Let the south be. They learned their lesson. It's all good. They'll be fine. And then you have horrific tragedies like this mm-hmm. become the outcome. Right. Meanwhile, martial law was immediately reimposed in New Orleans after the riot, and Mayor Monroe and other city officials were forcibly removed from office for their part in the massacre. Do we know if they had, like, any legal charges brought against them? Don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Quick Google search. Quick Google. What was his first name again? John T. Oh, yeah. I think he was just removed from office and then, like... He tried to get it back, but never succeeded in doing that. Mm-hmm. And then he died. And then he died. No, he literally, he dies in 1971. Yeah. So he just dies. He just dies. So there's no, like, there's no jail. No. There's nothing. No. He just moves away, mm-hmm. and then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. I want to, like, go, like, pee on his grave, you know? Well, he is, um, he is in the Cypress Grove Cemetery. Besides the body of his favorite son. This man had nine children and they buried him next to his favorite son. God help that son. Also, the poor other eight kids who probably knew the favorite of anybody. But those poor other eight kids who probably knew he wasn't their favorite. They weren't his favorite. Sure. Well, this was that time, though, right? Where it's like. That's true. You had favorite kids. Right. Well, and also it wasn't like you got hugs and love from your dad. Sure. Sure. Well, and also, I mean. 
also, if like if you got sons and they're of a certain age at this time, they're probably, probably they're probably dead. Yeah. Or wounded. Like that, you know, again, that's which is like the conf- the Confederate the Confederacy was so so fucked up, <laughs> obviously, understatement. But like I can't even put I can't wrap my mind around the fact that like anybody would be okay with anybody high up former generals former leaders former anything returning to office because they are the ones who caused the death of hundreds of thousands of young men right like everybody's son died in the civil Mm -hmm. war and these guys are like yeah i'm back being mayor hope that's cool like it's so bizarre it's like a bizarre social uh experience how everybody acted Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this reconstruction time oh you guys you guys the the confederacy is two thumbs way down and that's the (laughs) t that's the (laughs) t the t anywho Anywho, that is our episode on the, I almost said the Boston Massacre, God help me. On, <laughs> Very different. That is our episode on the New Orleans Massacre. And if you like what you heard, I'm not talking about content, but talking about vibe, because it's hard to like talking about massacres. <laughs> but if you uh, enjoyed the, edu- if you enjoyed learning, then you can find <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.